0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a brand-new Flyers Daily for Saturday, the 26th of November. Flyers going to have to have some amnesia. Quick turnaround to get back at it tonight after a ninth straight defeat. Winless skid now at nine games as they go down against the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 4-1. to one. The Penguins, after the first four minutes of the game, And all the way through that second period, all over the Flyers. Flyers had five of the first seven shots, and then the Penguins had 15 of the next 17 shots. And the Flyers really hemmed in uh, by the Pittsburgh Penguins in the game, and they fall in defeat by a final score of four to one. Two nothing after one period of play. Flyers give up the two goals in the first. First one comes after actually a rare face-off win for the Flyers in the game. They land 17-29 to wins for Pittsburgh. And Justin Braun goes to push it over to his partner inside, just inside his own zone. Puck rolls on him, sends the Penguins in on a mini two-on-one. They get the goal to open the scoring. It was Josh Archibald who picked up the goal his fourth of the season. Then, of course, but why not? 19-29 of the period, final minute. Sidney Crosby, with a nice deflection, uh, puts the Penguins up 2-0. And with that goal, Penguins, Sidney Crosby's 52nd against the Flyers. He becomes the all-time leader in goals scored against the Flyers. He was tied going into the game with 51 with Mario Lemieux, of course, another Penguin. And he gets the mantle all to his own. 52 goals now against the Flyers for Crosby to make it sting just a little bit more. Then Ryan Poling had not one but two goals in the second period, and so three goals scored in the game by the fourth line of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kevin Hayes picked up a goal in the third, midway through the period, uh, assisted by Nick D'Elaria and Travis Sanheim. But that's as close as the Flyers would get. They came into the game thirty-second in the NHL in goal scoring at two point five zero goals per game. Uh, they end up outshooting the Penguins by way of that third period, thirty to twenty-nine. But I think part of it really is that the Penguins in that third period completely let their foot off the gas. Crosby played marginal minutes. The big lines played marginal minutes. The third and fourth line played a ton for the Penguins, gave the Flyers a little bit of pushback. But ultimately, John Tortorella, uh, that's not going to excite him, the fact that the game was basically over and in the bag down four heading into the third, Penguins let their foot off the gas, and because you could dictate the terms a little bit in that situation, not going to be one that's going to satisfy John Tortorella. You're going to hear from him in a minute, and there's a couple things that popped out that Tort said post game that kind of hit me. Number one, that, you know, the pulling of Carter Hart. He was pulled in the game after playing – Just over 33 minutes uh, for Carter in the game. He pulls him after he gives up that fourth goal, and in goes Felix Sandstrom. So Hart, all said and done, plays 33 minutes and 37 seconds. Sandstrom plays 26 minutes and 23 seconds. Hart saw uh, 21 shots, made 17 saves, and allowed the four goals for an 8-10 save percentage in the game. Felix Sandstrom saw eight shots and made eight saves. A considerably different type of scoring chances after the pulling of the goalie happened. Much tighter when Felix Sandstrom was in there, which is why John Tortorella, like I said, you'll hear him in a second, said the pulling of Hart wasn't because he was mad at Hart or just not happy with the way he played. It was, as he said, nothing to do with Carter. And sometimes a coach will pull a goalie. There's a a couple of different scenarios why you're going to pull a goalie in the game. One, you recognize early on, goalie doesn't have it. Struggling and you don't feel comfortable trying to battle through it with the goaltender to find his game. Number two, your team comes out totally flat, and you pull the goaltender uh, to make a statement, and obviously the other ones are pretty simple, that the goalie's hurt. So Carter gets pulled out more to shake up the team, and he probably made it clear that I'm pulling him out, not because of him, because of you guys. So Hart leaves the game. And uh, each goaltender, you know, Carter played seven minutes more, which really leads to a big question for tonight's game. I think tonight's game was going to be Felix Sandstrom's 100%. Maybe now, because you pulled Carter, it could be you could come back with him. Didn't play a full game, saw a much heavier workload in the 33 minutes than Sandstrom saw in the 26-23. But does John Tortorella come back with heart tonight? and try and stop this winless kid at nine games uh, in New York when they take on the Islanders, the the team that's second in the division, or does he go to Sandstrom? Did he already tell Sandstrom perhaps that this was his game and that doesn't change? I don't know. So there's some variables there now and and takeaways that you got to consider. Now, of the 21 games the Flyers have played so far this season, with most nights not completely start- opening puck drop to the final horn has the team really worked hard and been diligent and resilient and you know done all the right things that they can control but it is a situation last night against the penguins where after the first 3 or 4 minutes it didn't seem like they had the energy they had the the work that we've seen in those prior 20 games now this is something i'm sure torts is going to nip in the bud but and just because you you had a little pushback in the third period when the game was in hand, like I said, that's not going to be something that's going to excite John Tortorella. He l- looks at things, things only matter if you play them when they matter. You know, what you do when a season is done, or what you do in a game when it's basically are all decided, doesn't excite him. It's going to be when the chips are on the line, when a game and it's... When a game is on the line, that's what matters. When your season is still on the line, your play then is what matters. It's not when you know, you're know you so far out of the playoffs, you're playing out the string and all the pressure's off, or it's not in a game when you're so far behind that the the outcome is really in doubt. And it is harder to play when things matter. There's more on the line, and that is a better measure of either what a player is or how a player performed in a game. So I agree with Torts in that regard. So let's hear from the head coach, John Tortorella, after the loss and get his thoughts on what he saw. John, you guys had energy, if it seemed like, in the first couple minutes. Where did that go through the end of the second? No answer. You guys played less than 24 hours. Is that
1: something you hopefully did get a better response out of the month? I hope so. upset
0: with... Carter, when you pulled him, or was that more no, of the team? No, no, it wasn't Carter. It had nothing to do with Carter. You talked throughout this skid about liking the effort. Was that, in your mind, lacking tonight? Yes. The team came out with a better effort in the third period. Why were they able to, to sustain a little bit more? Garbage time. John, you
1: guys heard some at second
0: intermission. Do you think that was justified?
1: Oh, I. I no answers for the boos it, it, that's their call that's we can't be concerned about that
0: any so, thoughts
1: I... on Hayes's goal on Hayes's goal any
0: momentum
1: or anything like that no or... game, about using Tony too much using a lot again tonight I guess how are you guys getting in these situations where you just need to keep relying on him even though you think Tony D'Angelo so, so, what's your question? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I didn't finish <laughs> okay, the I'm question. Sorry. Sorry. I guess like, even knowing that he's like starting to break down because you're using him so much, I guess what tonight made you guys have to keep throwing him out there? Well, I think you, I, I'm not sure what the times were uh, as far as minutes. I think uh, Shazzy was trying to use everybody when it got out of hand. So I'm not sure where uh, Tony's minutes were, but Tony's in our top pair yeah, when you when you're uh, trying to get out of things you're going to use your best players i'm not sure how many minutes he played tonight uh but uh as i said before we're we're trying to be more cognizant of that john what most disappointed you tonight oh i'm not i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna criticize or run down the team as far as that Uh, i i I guess the 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 part of the game that uh or the whole outlook of the game i just we were flat Mm -hmm. and uh um but we play another game tomorrow
0: do you think that you know the fact that this team has lost so many games in a row did it catch up to them emotionally in a sense I don't think
1: so I don't, I don't think so I don't think the guys are spending too much time on uh on the what the record is or how many we've lost I think they're trying to be better each and every night we were, I just thought we were flat after the first few minutes I was really happy about how we started the game I just uh I uh, thought we were flat. Their line, their fourth line scores three goals. Uh, Crosby has a hell of a tip. Uh, uh, I just don't think we had much juice tonight. You
0: gave Keeper Bellows
1: um, the most minutes. I know you don't know the number, but you gave him the most time on the ice out of the forwards. How do you think he took advantage of the opportunity? Yeah, I got to watch the tape on his game tonight. But he, the past couple of games, as we said prior to the game, he's played pretty well. Uh, he's He showed some offensive instincts and um, just trying to give him some time to show us what he is.
0: So there he is, Flyers head coach John Tortorella addressing the media after the game as the Flyers went down winless now in their ninth straight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The only time the Penguins will visit Philadelphia this season. And they'll play them two more times in Pittsburgh before it's all said and done. Now they'll be back at it tonight, going to New York to take on the New York Islanders. The Islanders having a rebound year. They moved on from Barry Trotz. They keep Lane Lambert as the head coach now, who was one of Trott's assistant coaches. And the New York Islanders threw 21 games this season with a record of 13-8-0, 26 points. They are six points back at the top spot, New Jersey Devils, who have 32. And they are now one point up on the Penguins and the Hurricanes with 25 and two points up on the New York Rangers. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They've won two straight at the time of recording. They were playing a game, so both teams are coming off a back-to-back and both teams traveling to New York off the back-to-back. Last night, they played in Columbus. Flyers, of course, played in Philadelphia. So each team coming in on semi-level footing. All right, so after the game last night, I got two very interesting direct messages. You can always DM me on Twitter at Jason Mert. You can also email me, Mertitus M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And I love reading this correspondence. It's one of the things that I really enjoy about this podcast is the correspondence with you guys, the guys the guys and girls that listen to this podcast. So the first one comes from Paul Derlunas. I hope I said your name right, Paul. Why do everybody that messages me have names that are very difficult? I never get a guy with Clark or Smith or something easy like that. I never get a person that messages me with just a simple name. But Paul, here's what he had to say. He said, hey Jason, quick question for you. Uh, Just watch the Flyers-Pens game. Uh, Does it seem like the Flyers are just a half second behind in their decision making? Is it the youth still learning the pace of the NHL? Is it the skid and players holding sticks too tight or just a general lack of NHL talent at this level? It just always seems that teams move the puck around the zones better, quicker and easier than the Flyers do. I'm all about the effort, but effort can only get you so far. And I think soon effort won't be enough to keep butts in the seats trying to keep the faith, but I'm starting to turn off the games a little sooner and sooner and not bother watching because the results are not there. And I think this is an excellent question, one that actually I was thinking about yesterday. He, the way he asked it, it, you know, is it the pace of the NHL for these young players that their decision making is a half second behind? Is it that they're just a general lack of NHL talent at this level or You know, other teams, when you watch the Penguins, how they move the puck around, they make good decisions with the puck and all of those things. And yet, while the Flyers have worked hard in most games, we have seen glaring mistakes. And I monitor social media and I see, you know, the comments about how is this guy a professional hockey player and making, you know, a hockey 101 bad mistake, something you should never do, like a a blind backhand up the middle in the D zone. And in thinking about that, You know, this kind of applies at all levels, but when a player in team sport is playing at a level where maybe he doesn't belong at that time, not ready for it, I mean, you can talk about this with, you know, midget hockey. If a player is playing, you know, double-A midget hockey, and all of a sudden you ask him to go up and play tier one, triple-A, he's going to make mistakes that he wouldn't make when he's playing at the double-A level. Because that's where he belongs. Now, why would you make dumb mistakes playing at a higher level? Well, when you're playing at a higher level, and Torts has said this, a lot of the players on this team, ideally right now, would be developing in the AHL. Getting rid of some bad habits and what ha- just developing as a pro. And when they play at the NHL level, that game is the best players in the world. So it's very unforgiving, and there's less time than you have in the AHL level. There's less space. There's more intricate plays that have to be made in certain situations. And when you are overwhelmed because you're playing at a level that you're not ready for, the first thing to go is your decision-making and a couple things set in. Panic and then bad decisions follow. And that's when you throw a puck to the middle of the ice that you wouldn't normally do. These players know not to do that. The problem is, is that when they're under such significant pressure because they're not ready for that stage, that's when those bad decisions, egregious mistakes happen. Players just aren't ready for that stage. And th- that's what happens. It's why you like to develop players at a younger or at an appropriate level. And when you can do that, oftentimes it helps that player. They're at the appropriate level. They can play more minutes. They can play more roles. They can do more things. They can have success. And they can assimilate themselves as they move up. Because I know a lot of people right now also are saying, let's see the kids. Let's see Elliot Denwaye. Let's see Tyson Forster. Let's see Cam York. And while Cam York's got a decent amount of NHL experience, and obviously Tyson Forster has made a debut in the NHL as well, you look at those guys and you go, Would that be the best place for them? Would you rather them come up and be slightly overwhelmed and make mistakes at the NHL level where it's really unforgiving, or would you rather develop them a little bit slower in this situation? Now, this situation is different. If Tyson Forster were to come up for a team that struggles to score, obviously he may be able to help that. And I know some people say, well, they're pros. You know, go up there and cut your teeth and, you know, just – Make your mistakes at the NHL level. That's not beneficial. So I know a lot of people go, Flyers are the lowest scoring team in the NHL. They only scored one goal against the Penguins. They went into that game scoring two and a half goals per game. They need goal scoring. Bring up Tyson Forster. Why bring up Tanner Leszczynski, who's got one NHL goal? And I understand. But if you want to develop those guys properly, you don't put them in this situation. Now you couple that also with the fact that You know, the trickle-down effect of having five of your top six forwards out is that everybody moves up a rung. You know, with no Sean Couturier as a top-line center, Kevin Hayes now becomes that top-line center for the most part. So he's got to deal with the tougher matchup that usually Sean Couturier would deal with. And Hayes would deal with the second-rung matchup. But that's not the case now. That's the trickle-down effect of also having all these guys out, is that everybody is moved up and slotted up even further. I mean, Zach McEwen is playing on the top line and playing power play. And he plays hard, honest, hockey, you know? I mean, we all love the energy and everything that he brings, but he's up there playing power play, which he's not suited for. That's the trickle-down effect of these injuries as well. So where they go from here, we'll see. But I I really like that question because, you know, are players holding their sticks tight? I don't think so. Is there a lack of NHL talent for the Flyers right now? Sure, there's guys that should be playing in the AHL, but they're so injured. I mean, you have six forwards out. Six forwards that you're missing right now. Five of your top six. And Wade Allison, who at times this year, because there's guys out, have played has played in the top six as well. So that's all part of the equation for sure. All right, one more here, one more note that I got after the game, and I thought this was really an interesting one as well. It comes from Flyers Ginger Ambassador, who I've read his uh, notes before. And here's what he had to say, and I think this is very interesting. He said, you said you don't know how to feel about a loss the other day, and I don't know how to feel about this one. The loss I didn't know how to feel that, that he's referring to was the Columbus loss where they overcame two two two-goal deficits and lost in overtime. That's the one that I was conflicted on. He says, it feels like a pivotal point in the season. Stabilization and rebuild, for lack of a better word. I don't know whether to defend them because they're missing so many or to be pissed that we're on another losing streak and no one can score. It feels like we're stuck in suffering again. They had us feeling all right for the first time in a long time, and I don't know if I, we, got wrapped up in it, but I was just hoping... This wouldn't be possible this season. Hopefully we can get healthy. Being competitive and losing is one thing. Getting blown out by the Bruins, Penguins, and the Stars like they have recently is another. I mean, you can't really judge the team because of the injuries and who played those games, but it sucks as a fan to almost have no hope against those opponents. It also sucks to have no hope in overtime and negative hope in shootouts. Excited to have Flyers hockey. Happy they were showing improvement and effort. Sucks to see injuries. We have no depth, so we're on a losing streak. Please get healthy to win and compete. Don't win too much, though, because we want a chance for Connor Bedard. Just no 10-game losing streaks. And we have to ride this for 40 more games. Then hope that we can get some cap space and some draft capital at the deadline. Draft, offseason moves, hopefully. Seems daunting, but if we can watch an entertaining game, even if it's a loss, we can pull through. Not what we saw tonight, referring to the Flyers-Penguins game. I agree with you. The Flyers-Penguins game wasn't played at enough intensity level for my liking either. Totally agree with you. And it is hard to judge the team in total on result when you're missing so much. And we understand that this team, even if 100% healthy, 100%, there still would have been very little margin for error for this team. They still need high-end talent. There's pieces that they need. So... Looking at them and being mired now in this nine-game winless skid, trying to avoid 10 tonight against the New York Islanders, it feels like deja vu. Oh, we've lived this before. And we have. And it's been too many times over the past, now, two seasons plus what's gone by so far in the quarter poll of this season. And, you know, seeing the effort is great. But it is hard when, you know, hey, the Flyers are on. Let's go watch the game. You got so many guys out and you're playing a team like the Bruins and you go, you almost look at it on paper and you say, how the heck can we win this game? How can we compete in this game against a team like the Bruins that's the best team in hockey? You know, and that's a that's a tough thing to do as a fan. And, you you know, bringing yourself to the TV to watch effort is, is a tough ask and I get it. So, you know. Most games this year have been max effort and resilient and by proxy entertaining. And, you know, prior to that game last night, the only game that wasn't a one-goal game when the winless streak was at eight was the Dallas Stars game, the 5-1 loss. Other ones were one goal. They didn't end up one goal because of empty net goals. They gave up multiple empty net goals. But they were within a goal when they pulled the goaltender. That is more accepting right now of the fan base because they're battling to stay in it. But when you see those games against Boston, well, Boston was the other one, and Boston was also obviously one of those games. But when you see those other games against those teams, I mean, it's when, you, when you're this depleted, it is really difficult. It is really difficult to compete with those teams. I mean, just look at it on paper, and it is overwhelming what what they have out what they have to put on the ice and what they have to deal with as an opposition very difficult all right everybody thanks for listening hopefully the flyers can avoid the 10 game winless skid tonight in new york against the islanders we'll break it down tomorrow on a sunday edition of flyers daily hey joe